Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Have I Got a Story for You. If you're a first-time listener, pull up a chair and get comfy. If you've been with us for a bit, we hope you're enjoying the first season of our show. Can you believe we're halfway through? And we have a very special surprise at the end of this episode. A kid-submitted story. I'm your narrator, Rita Toomey, and I'm delighted to work with the good folks at PJ Library to bring this story to you. PJ Library sends the gift of free Jewish books and music to families all over the world. Learn more and sign up at pjlibrary.org. Now, let's get ready to visit Harry and Betty. Maybe we'll meet some of their neighbors, too. Harry and Betty live in a tiny ranch house on a tiny cul-de-sac in a teeny tiny town. They have very little money, but a whole lot of love. All you need is love. And a strong cup of coffee every morning. (laughs) That's the truth, my love. Good morning, my beautiful, handsome Harry. And good morning to you, my beautiful Betty. If you can't tell... Harry and Betty start every day with a lot of laughter. (laughs) And sometimes we have omelets, too. And every night, as they got into bed, they would reach to each other for a bedtime smooch. Good night, my beautiful Betty. Good night, my handsome Harry. (laughs) Good night, everybody. See you tomorrow. The neighborhood where Harry and Betty lived was so tiny that if someone coughed one morning, the person next door could hear it, and the doctor would show up that afternoon. Herschel, are you sneezing again? No, Aggie, it's just allergies. Ah, bring some ginger tea over to Herschel, would you? Everyone knew everyone else's business. This was usually okay. Everyone trusted everyone else, after all. But Harry and Betty were very poor. So poor, in fact, that they couldn't even afford the flour and eggs needed to make challah for Shabbat. We're so poor, we got married for the rice. <laughs> well, at least we're rich in laughter. <laughs> if only jokes would pay the light bill. But seriously, we'll be all right. And our neighbors will all have enough on their minds. Each of them has their own problems and families to think about. We don't want anyone to worry about us. You know, we'd be happy to pitch in for you to have some challah for Shabbat. Oh, nonsense. You've got this whole crew to think about and feed. Don't you even. We'll be just fine. Yeah, we've already said too much. Come on, Betty. We've got to get Shabbat dinner started. What are we having tonight? Same thing as last night. Beans. (laughs) Oh, and there's Harry and Betty's neighbor, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. How are you? Doing well. Just checking in on Harry and Betty. How are you two? Need anything? We're well, Lizzie. Let's have coffee and catch up tomorrow morning. Sounds great. I'll see you then. As Lizzie walked away, Harry and Betty went back inside their own home. Once the door was shut, Betty turned to Harry. Oh, Harry, Lizzie has so much on her plate already. I don't want her to worry about us, too. And she does worry about us. I may have let slip that we haven't been able to afford a holla for our table. Oh, Harry, you didn't. Really? (laughs) Harry... Betty, we'd be more than happy to... I've got an idea, Betty. It's a little bit off the wall, but if it works, then Lizzie won't be checking up on us all the time. I'm listening. Harry disappeared into the backyard for a second and came back with a small pile of sticks. Here's what I'm thinking. Just hear me out. We'll pop these sticks in the oven so it will look like something's cooking. And even though we don't have enough flour to make challah... 
we can sprinkle some in the oven to get a nice bread smell going. And we can light that bakery-scented candle your mom gave us for Hanukkah. I'll put it in the window with a fan. And everyone in the neighborhood will think we're baking. And they'll stop checking up on us. Harry, Betty, I am appealing to your reason. We have caterers. I'm more than happy to... And so for the next few weeks, every Friday, Harry would pile some twigs in the oven, Betty would light the candle, and they would pretend that they were baking bread. And the strange thing was, the smell coming from their kitchen was really wonderful. Lizzie and Betty still took a walk together on Saturday mornings, but Lizzie didn't worry so much about Betty and Harry anymore. If I'm honest, I don't like watching my beautiful Betty go hungry. On Friday nights, we have the glow of candles, and we say the blessings together, but I'd like to give her a nice challah, too. I can hear her tummy growling at night. Then Harry had an idea. Oh, I bet old Tom at the co-op would let me barter some fresh-caught fish for some groceries. He's always cutting deals like that, and I know he's been short on fish lately. That's it! So Harry ran inside to grab his fishing pole and give Tom at the market a call. As it turned out, Tom was more than happy to employ Harry. So for the next week, Harry got up early every morning to fish and brought his catch in to Tom's market. Psst. Just taking a break from the story to enjoy the views while Harry does some fishing. It's so quiet and beautiful at the lake here. It's miraculous. And speaking of... Long, long ago, there was a great and wise rabbi, Hanina Bendosa. Unlike other rabbis, he was known for making miracles. One of the most famous involved a bundle of twigs transforming into an oven full of bread. To learn more, and to find Betty's favorite challah recipe, visit gotastorypodcast.com. Okay, time to get back to the action. Ooh, nice catch, Harry! Betty was working on a surprise of her own. I took this free class at the library and learned all about selling handmade items online. Well, I've got a whole pile of doilies and scarves I've knit over the years just to keep my hands busy. And people love them. I just shipped out my first order. Now I can surprise Harry with some eggs for Hala. If things go well enough, maybe I'll even be able to spring for a chicken to roast. And so every night after Harry went to sleep, Betty stayed up late packaging doilies, knitting scarves, and putting together orders for her shop. At the end of the week, Harry was out front trimming the grass when Lizzie stopped by. Wow, Harry, your holla smells even better than before. What is your secret? Oh, uh, a baker never tells. Oh, how embarrassing. We've had to cut back a bit. Lizzie, would you like to come in and have a cup of tea? Now, as far as Harry knew, they only had twigs in the oven. But he couldn't bear to see Lizzie hungry, and he knew that he and Betty would always find a way to share what they had with others. Oh, Lizzie, is that you? Come on in and sit for a minute. You look exhausted. Are the kids keeping you up? So Harry and Betty invited Lizzie inside. The house smelled amazing. Harry's stomach rumbled. As he walked into the kitchen to put the kettle on for Lizzie's tea, he took a look at the oven, and he couldn't believe what he saw. Inside, there were two beautiful, perfect, golden loaves of challah. 
more than enough to share with Lizzie and her family, and they were ready to come out and cool. Lizzie, why don't you call Morgan to bring the kids over? We can all enjoy Shabbat together. And so that evening, Harry and Betty hosted Lizzie and her family. They lit the candles, said the blessings together, and shared the beautiful loaves of challah together. After dinner, the kids sang while Lizzie played guitar, and Harry told stories that he'd learned from his Zeta. What a wonderful evening! It is so nice to have company for a change. After everyone had left for the night, Harry turned to Betty. Betty, I expected to find twigs in the oven today, but there were two loaves of bread. How in the world? Well, did... it was the strangest thing. I went down to Tom's to pick up some eggs earlier. I figured that even if we couldn't make challah, at least we could maybe boil some eggs and have a nice little Shabbat picnic. When I got home, I was looking for something in the cupboard and was surprised to find a big bag of flour and some yeast. <laughs> I thought I was dreaming at first, but the flour was there, and it was good. So, I made some bread. <laughs> oh, my wonderful Betty! But where in the world did that flour come from? Well, where did you come up with the money for eggs? <laughs> so Betty told Harry about her new business. And Harry, in turn, explained that he'd been fishing for Tom, the market owner, every morning and had bartered for a sack of flour. Betty and Harry laughed and laughed. As the weeks went on, they were able to save more money and share with more of their neighbors. Now, every Friday night... Lizzie, her family, and all of the other neighbors gather in the middle of the cul-de-sac for a Shabbat community dinner. Oh, hey, by the way, it's Friday afternoon. You're welcome to stay for dinner tonight. There's more than enough. And you'll probably get some good stories for your project. Oh, thank you. That sounds amazing. Speaking of which, Harry, we've got to get our bread in the oven or it won't cool in time. Right. We'll see you all tonight. Bye. Bye for now. See you soon. incredible meal with Harry, Betty, and their neighbors that night. And if you're wondering, Harry kept fishing. Eventually, he opened up his own stand and then a food cart. It sold the best fish and chips in town. Betty's crocheted doilies became so popular that she was able to hire her neighbor Lizzie to help run her shop. Together, Betty, Lizzie, and Harry also started a neighborhood food pantry so that no one would ever have to worry about having enough for dinner. On Shabbat, or any night of the week. And now for a wonderful surprise. A kid-submitted story. Our listener Henry called in with a story about a surprising win at the arcade. Here's Henry. My name's Henry, and I'm 12 years old. Me and my dad and Awen, we went to the arcade, so I wanted to play a game that... When you hit a hammer into a, a button, it will rise. If you hit the very top, and if it stays there for three seconds, you win that jackpot. It was like, I bet you're going to fail, but oh well. I, I hit it so lightly, just like, beep. I wasn't looking, I was just so scared. Then it went in doubt, like, oh my God. I'm like, what, what, what? Then I looked at the button, and I said I hit a 10,000 ticket jackpot. Yeah, I got sloth, I got um, ball, I got like a lot of airplanes because I love engine, and I also got a rattlesnake that actually moves, like it looks like a real snake, so I was planning to prank on mom. Don't forget, you can also send us a story. 
visit godastorypodcast.com and check out the contact section to find out how.